Hello, my dear curious friend. Welcome to yet another episode of your favorite travel podcast. Today, I'm bringing a travel story to you. A travel story from Sally. She got blind, luckily, only for three days. Well, I say only for three days. Imagine not having your sight for three days. This is crazy. But anyway, Sally, who I'm inviting back from the last episode where she talked about Navi Savi. But um, how about we dive into today's story three days without seeing anything? Sally, take it away. Hello, Sally. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. We're going to be sharing a curious story. Well, I don't know. I, I find it curious. Maybe it's scary. We'll see. Uh, a, a curious story from your travels. Shortly said, you got blind for three days. <laughs> I am, I, I'm intrigued. You got me. I'm hooked. I am curious. What the hell happened? And I, I just want to tell you something very quickly. Um, first of all, to the audience, if, if nobody knows Sally, just jump to the episode when we talk about Navi Savi. It's a great introduction of her and also a great introduction to an app that you can travel and then make money without any following and editing and showing your face. Great episode. Go watch and listen. But um, the reason I wanted to hear more about this story, Sally, is because I find more and more people like it's in human nature that we take things for granted. And people keep saying to me like, oh, like it, it's it's so bad out there. Like, look at this. It's COVID times. It's so bad. This is I'm like. You're healthy, you know, your, yeah. your, your surrounding, they're still alive. You know, I, I was thinking, I realized that, but I was thinking to do about, to, for all these people, I want to do a video of me being blindfolded for one day. And I just <laughs> want to show them, I'm serious, you know, blindfolded and doing work blindfolded, cutting my salad blindfolded, showering blindfolded for 24 hours. I still haven't done it, but it's still in the back of my head. I want to do it. And... I, I would encourage everyone who feels that the world is against them, just, just tie your arm next to your body and don't use your arm, one of your hands, don't use it for 24 hours. And then we're like, oh my God, it's so much easier after that. It's, it's just crazy. So I'm really curious, how did you get blind for three days? What happened, where that was? And just tell us more. Oh, yeah. Well, my, my nickname is Rally Sally for a reason. So I'm a little outgoing, a little crazy. Um, don't really say no to much. You know, I'm willing to try anything once. And so I was on a uh, Kentucky tour through Southeast Asia. What, 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 uh, what is that tour? What is that tour? A Kentucky? Kentucky. It's for 18 to 35 year olds. But I'm, I'm aged out of it now, so I'm, I'm too old, but I can still party harder than most of the 22-year-olds on the Kentucky tour. So I'm still trying to <laughs> figure that how to get back in, a little more Botox and, you know, back at it to try and forge a but what, back what into is, it. What, what is the essential of this tour? Why it's called, like, what's happening? Five-year-olds only. And once yeah. you've aged out, you can no longer be a part of it. They're what's trying to keep a young tour? Yes, yes. So this was the uh, Southeast Asia. I don't know what the exact tour is called, but it was uh, about two weeks. It must have been two weeks through um, Bang starting in Bangkok, going up north to Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai, crossing over into Laos um, to Vang Vien. There was maybe another stop. And then we went to Cambodia, did Angkor Wat, Siem Reap, kind of that whole area. So during this tour, we get, you know, obviously I'm my first time over in Asia, actually, for the uh, 
knocking off some countries there. So when uh, plenty of great stories on this tour, but one of the most important was, uh, I, I call it Laos Vegas. So I don't know if you've ever been to Laos, but there's a city, Vang Vien, and Vang Vien is uh, famous for these, this river tubing that they do. So in Vang Vien, basically, you know, we heard about the river tubing. I'm from Nebraska, so I'm very used to like getting in a tube, getting my cooler of beer and just cruising down the river, river tubing. So that's the Midwest way of doing things. So I thought, ah, oh, well, of course I'll sign up for river tubing. They just Wait, float tube, and drink beer tubing? and never. They get on a tube? What is a tube? Yeah, like a big inner tube, but it's usually like from a tire and you blow them up and you just get on them and you sit in the river oh. and you just cruise and, oh. and then you put a case of beer next to you and, you know, in another tube and Oh, okay. life is enough, life. Life is life. <laughs> the best part is nobody ever seems to have to pee on a river tube. <laughs> you be drinking beer and just be in the river. It's a, a deadly cycle there. But so, yeah, so I ended up, um, we get to Lao and hearing about this and I'm like, okay, I'm 100% game for it. So the night before we were out and we saw these people and they were, ripped to shreds, bloodied, like roughed up. And we're like, what in the hell happened? They said, oh, we went river tubing last night or yesterday. And we're like, what? Like, you know, this guy's like, yeah, I lost, you know, my flip-flop. I had this. It was like, like it's a yard sale going down the river. You know, you don't know what you're going to have and come out with. So now we're all, we're all feeling a little more nervous about this river tubing. <laughs> so the next day we get up and, you know, we're like, do we need to bring any beer? And they're like, nope, just you and river tubing. <laughs> yes, correct. So I must preface this by saying this is no longer available for in, in the capacity that I had done this in, in probably 2009 or eight. Uh, it's actually very dangerous and they've been having incidents where people were dying. So we'll get you into that. You can see why they have cut it down and regulated a lot more. Okay. So what happened? Meet Kong or I don't know. Hold, hold on. You, you froze. I couldn't hear you. What, what did you say? Oh. It just, just like, so, and then I, it is stopped. I couldn't hear him. <laughs> I told you it's, it is Guatemala that I'm in, but, um, so the, um, so basically we get down and they said the river is very full, you know, there's a, it's, it's moving fast. I don't remember if it was an offshoot of the Mekong or I don't know, don't hold me to that. But so we get there and this river is going and it's like, it's not exactly whitewater rafting, but it's not just an easy booze cruise. Uh -huh. And as we get there, we get on the water and we're kind of hanging onto our tubes. And as we get down, we basically realize that there's bars on both sides of the river. And as they're going down, these little Laotian kids have a water bottle full of water with a rope on it. And they'll throw you a water bottle. And so you can grab on from the current and they pull you into their bar. Okay. So they're trying to get people into their bars, but via these, you know, and so as you're getting pulled in across the current, this is when you're getting scraped up, you lose a flip flop, your sunglasses are gone. You know, it's like, by the time you get to the bar, you're already a hot mess and you haven't even started drinking yet. So there's bars in the first section on both sides. 
So on both sides of these bars, the first one we get into and they're like, all right, what do you want to drink? So it's, it's all buckets over there in Southeast Asia. And they're like, okay, so you want vodka and Red Bull or vodka Sprite or whatever you want to mix. They basically, you buy a bottle and they dump an entire, you know, bottle of vodka into this thing and with whatever mixer and you're drinking on a giant bucket at each bar. So I'm kind of like, this is a dollar 25. So already my inhibitions are this low after knowing it's a dollar 25, I can drink a shit ton of them. And so anyway, we end up um, having a, a very, very good time at the first bar, but each bar kind of has its own stunt, you could say. So the first bar that we went to had this huge tree in which people were kind of swinging out into and dropping into the river. So it's kind of like a river swing of sorts. But what they don't realize is after they've swung out there, they've got to get them back with a little inner tube because people go under people. They had problems with people being too drunk or getting carried by the current because it's moving quite fast. So then they're trying to throw you uh, some. Eh, that's it. That <laughs> is Bringing it. memories. <laughs> Oh, boy, does that bring me. Can you see me somewhere in a swimsuit? That might have been when I was there. Uh, so, yes, you're swimming out there. And depending on the current, this is what happens. Yeah. Uh, so we stayed quite a while at the first bar. You get down to another bar and each bar kind of has an attraction of sorts. So the next bar we get to is a puppy bar. Yes, a puppy, a puppy bar. So, yes. So we get there and it's all baby puppies on top of the tables. What? So they basically just bring in a bunch of baby puppies and all the moms are kind of running around the bottom and people are just running around carrying and petting puppies. Okay. So we go to another bar and the next bar just says mud. And so we get over to this bar <laughs> and they basically, maybe I didn't listen to the instructions clearly. Other people did. So we get in this bar and it's basically everything mud. It's mud volleyball. It's mud uh, kind of a mud, I'll say a hot tub, kind of a mud bath. And so me being the uh, aggressive woman I am, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in and play volleyball, you know? So here I am playing, this is it. <laughs> my God, it's like looking at my, my past life here. So I'm in there playing volleyball, like good old, the good sport that I am. So yes, at this point I'm covered in mud. We go to another bar um, we get to another one and there's a bit of like a big, another kind of like arm swing uh, that you can swing out into. I've got video content of that. Um, yeah, so we keep going to all of these other ones, but there's two sections of the bar. So imagine drinking a giant bucket at each of these. And the last bar we get down to of this grouping was a slide, but it wasn't just a slide out into, you know, the river they have to put fucking fire on the slide. What? So it's a slide that has like fire on it that you're going out and into. And it's just like, okay, what next death defying stunt? So that's the first set of bars. And then there's a long kind of process in which uh, you can go down the river and there's another set of bars. But they're like, don't leave too late. Otherwise it's dark. Nobody can find you. You, get, you don't make it to the second set. People just, they've had big problems. So you have to level gauge your level of like drunkenness and everything so <laughs> we get we end at the last bar of the first set and we're like all right get a tuk-tuk back let's call it a day so we get into the town 
sit down, have a meal, have some beers, half alive. And I'm like, oh, my eyes are, you know, just feeling like rough, you know. Anyway, we get uh, we go to bed that night. We're pretty exhausted. And I wake up and I'm like, my eyes are just burning. So I try going into the bathroom to look what's going on. And I shit you not, there was a giant monarch butterfly thing sitting in there. And I'm like, am I that fucking blind right now? Or is this real? Like trying to navigate your way in Lao anyway. So I get in there, I get this massive bug out and I start seeing it. My eyes are bad, very bad. And it's about 4.30 in the morning. I can't sleep. The sun's starting to come up. I know we're leaving that day for Cambodia. So I wake my roommate up and I'm like, hey, because I'm sharing on on this trip. And I said, can, what do you think? Is this like bad or, you know, do you have any drops or you kind of try to figure it out? Uh, so I finally went to the tour leader, this guy, Richie, who I'm still friends with today. Anyway, he, um, he's like, yeah, that's pretty bad. And he's like, let's take you over to the ER. ER in Laos. All right, let's get a sense of this. Luckily, it was literally across the road. So I'm like, I get over there and I bring all my kind of paperwork and stuff. And I tell you, it was like walking into a scene of like an alien movie in which you get in there and it's like a dirt floor. And this gal is like sweeping dirt. I come in and the gal is like, I remember they're like, what's your problem? And they're like, fill out this form. The form only required my first name and my age. That was it. <laughs> and they were like, maybe they, here's the bill. Maybe they printed and, it just for you. <laughs> yeah, it was just name and age, first name only. And I'm like, oh, do you need my travel insurance? Blah, blah, blah. And it was how many ever, you know, Laotian, whatever currency, I can't think of the moment. So they end up basically, they're like, can I get a receipt for travel insurance? And the guy's like, Honestly, it's the bill is a dollar is eight dollars US. So I was like, eh, fuck it. Don't even bother with it. So they take me in this back room, and this is where the alien movie basically this lady lays me down and opens my eyeballs, puts a drop in it, and then puts a gel and then patches my eye up and then does it to the other side. So now I'm fucking blind. I can't see anything. I've got two patches on. I get, they take me back to the hotel where we're staying at to pack. I just sit on the bed and everybody packs my stuff. I can't see anything. Um, I'm basically being guided. So they get me on the boat, on the bus. And so everyone's on the bus. They board me last and they put me up front and I'll never forget. I'm coming up, you know, it's one of those big buses. And so as I'm coming up, I'll never forget. Everyone was like, Oh, oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, and I, I was like, I might be blind, but I'm not deaf. You assholes. I can hear you talking shit about me. You know, like I'm not Helen Keller. I've still got this left. So they put me in the very front of the bus because they're like, well, we found out that Sally has a severe form of conjunctivitis and is incredibly, um, basically, um, yeah, I, I can spread it super easily and contagious. So they keep me quarantined before quarantine's a thing here, Pavel. They keep me quarantined in the front of the bus for, you know, as we cross the border. I, I'll never forget the border people were had to be like, what the hell's going on with this, you know, half blind woman. So as we get into Cambodia, I remember I ended up getting incredibly sick. 
I start getting like 102 degree fever. Uh, I end up in the hospital there. They get me on a new kind of meds. So I, they keep giving me more medicine for my eyes. I'm still patched up. I remember I was walking around with these big sunglasses on because I was like, I can't, I can't see anyway. Nobody needs to see this massacre here happening. So they end up, uh, yeah, uh, the worst part was I ended up getting my roommate the same severe pink eye that I had. So then this girl, Maya, bless her heart, she now has pink eye in one eye. I have it in two eyes and we're roommates. So Richie gets more medicine and he'd come in at night and start putting the gel in our eyes, patching us up. You know, we had all this. So each night we could clear it more. And so in the morning, like I remember going to Anchor Watt and I was looking at it about like this. So it's, you should see the, the photo of me at Anchor Watt. It's like bright red eyes about like this in the morning. So I look incredibly hungover, although I was not. So one of the best pieces of this Maya and I have Richie come in in the middle of the night, putting this gel in our eyes. And I had to get up in the middle of the night to pee. And as I get up, I mean, I'm blindly trying to find the toilet paper. And I'm like, Maya, it, do you have the toilet paper over there? And she's like, yes, it's over here. And I said, can you just throw it towards my clap? Because she can't see either. We're both patched up. It was like blind football for toilet paper living in this, this house. Anyway, we both ended up surviving. I have vision in both eyes. But, you know, everyone's like, well, what was it from? And my doctor gave me three things he said to not do. He's like, um, don't pet any animals, no injectable drugs, and don't fuck any locals. That was his three rules before I went to Southeast Asia. Well, I mean, basically having light colored eyes, they don't know if it's the water is so dirty, uh, light colored eyes have more risk of getting infection, the mud, the animals. Nobody's quite sure what it was, but at the end of the day, uh, to close out our party, we had a pirate party where everyone wore eye patches in order to end our journey on. So yes, that's just one of many Rally Sally stories of Laos, Vegas. <laughs> so what, what is, what is butterfly came from? Where did that fuck? I don't know. It was this huge, like monarch bug. I have a photo of it. Cause I'm like, I'm like, seriously, I need another issue to deal with. I already can't see. There's this huge thing flying around. Like first I thought it was a bat. Like I didn't know. And I finally get in closer and like <laughs> to take a picture. And oh, <laughs> just... so first you took the selfie, then you sent it away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just thought I'd take a photo. So, so that's just, you know, one of the things that you can't predict of travels, but happen. I'm, I'm incredibly lucky, as I said, now that they, um, they had people dying on this, the river tubing from being too drunk or, you know, all sorts of stuff or drowning. So they've definitely cut it back and made it more regulated, which is probably a great thing. But, mm. you know, sometimes, uh, you know, stupidity you know you just kind of roll along with a situation and you know we were all very fortunate but i can see i have 2020 vision so i'm thankful for that uh still alive and uh stories to keep telling i guess and making more memories as i travel to uh, you know 94 countries i've definitely got some travel stories so these will be think, part of my did you a think, book coming out did, did you think that your eyes your eyes is going to be that's it 
it's over. I'm not gonna get it back. Yeah, I thought so. You never know. Like, it, it, I always joke, eyes are one thing you don't want to fuck with. You know, it's not like something you're like, oh, I'll get, you know, cheap, you know, Botox or something. Like, this is something that you do never want to go cheap on. You want to protect the most because mm. if you lose your eyesight, like that's an incredibly tough thing. And, you know, I, I have so much uh, better understanding for a, a community that has disabilities. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, holy shit, like that's a whole nother world in which your whole life could have changed like that. But, you know, I was very fortunate. So uh, if I have any advice to give on Lao, uh, you know, maybe just stick to the easygoing, um, watch what you drink, wear a life jacket while you're tubing, uh, try to be a little more responsible. You know, that was uh, in my twenties, I guess. So, <laughs> but I'm still doing dumb shit, you know, let's be real, but <laughs> yeah, gotta, I gotta think live life to the fullest. that's true. Try to be living life to the fullest. Yes, I agree. But there is, so my cousin years ago, he told me, you know, be careful. You know, I don't know what, what I was doing. I was going to do something you know, like a daily task or something. Like that. And he told me, be careful. And I'm like, but all right, you know, it's a daily task. You know, I do it all the time. And I didn't get it. But years after, I figured out that even with these things that you do all the time, because you get lazy to protect yourself, like, all right, I've been doing that, like lifting. You, you, yeah. you, you can mess up your back very easily if you're like, all right, like lift this, lift this, and then something heavier, like, and it's gone. And once you, yeah. <laughs> once you mess up your back, and it, that's it, <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. I always say, Pavel, I say there's a fine line between drunk and stupid, you know, <laughs> and drunk and crazy, you know, many ex-boyfriends can probably tell you that, but, uh, you know, it's like that, that fine line between just being drunk and then being stupid, you know, it's like, okay, you just have to know where to, where to teeter on that and, uh, and drunk and crazy, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, I like, it's a, it's a line I like to blur a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, so, you yeah. know, I've been, called, I've been called a lot of things, Pavel, and boring's never been one of them. So hopefully. No, I can feel that. I can feel that straight away, straight away. That just one episode with you was enough to realize that. Um, but that was a <laughs> great conclusion at the end. Enjoy life, but be careful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And hopefully I'll come back and tell you many more of these crazy rally Sally stories that you, we'll you just you just can't make this shit up, you know? <laughs> No, you can't. No, you can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. And I, I'm looking forward to welcoming for another episode later on. Yes, me too. Me too. I'm sure I'll be back. Can't get rid of me now. <laughs> <laughs>